0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 405, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, August the 31st. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. I'm your host Adam Chapman, and this is episode 405. It's where we take a look at the some of the selected comic releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 31st. Uh, this episode's actually going out on September the 7th, so uh, we already have new comics in our hands. But before we can sit down and enjoy them, let's take one last look at the at the past week at some of the uh, selected releases. Um, so there's a lot of comics that can, actually, sorry, I should rephrase. There's a fair bit of Marvel comics that came out last week, but really not. Not a lot from DC. Um, I'm going to get into the comics I read in just a moment, uh, but some of the highlights of the books I did not get a chance to read include uh, Art Ops, uh, DC Comics Bombshells, Earth 2 Society Annual, Future Quest, uh, Gotham Academy Annual, Harley Quinn and Her Gang of Harleys, Number 5, Justice League of America, Legend of Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, War Crime Special, East of West, Anusha of Saga. I'm, I'm like... I don't know, 17 episode issues behind. Like, I'm ridiculously behind. I haven't read it in so long. I feel so bad. I, I was enjoying it so much, and I just fell off, and I feel like I want to reread it all in order to get caught up, and I just, who has the time to... I mean, I already read too many comics, but sitting down to read, you know, 36 comics of another particular run, sometimes, even if it's a great comic, I can feel like it's going to be a much more of a slog than, than an enjoyable experience, even though I know it would be enjoyable. Uh, there was a new issue of Astonishing Ant-Man, Dark Tower, Drawing of Three, Bitter Medicine, Dead uh, Pool vs. Gambit, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard the Doc, Hyperion, Miss Marvel, Nova, uh, Silver Surfer, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, Star Wars Han Solo, Thunderbolts, and X-Men 92. So with all of that, what the hell did I read? Uh, First up, we have The Only Wolverine Annual, number one. Uh, I actually really dug this. Uh, I mean, I've been a big fan of of the only Wolverine title in general, uh, I don't think it's really had a, a misstep. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, this was interesting. I liked it. I, I think I've read some reviews that didn't really care for it. It's written by Tom Taylor, artwork by uh, Marcio Takara. Um, it's it's bizarre. Um, it you know it's one of those things where either you can go, either you can just go with it and have a good time, or you won't. And if you go with it and you have a good time in the spirit it's meant to be written, then I think you'll get a great kind of done in one adventure where you have um, two characters getting their minds swapped. In this case, Spider Gwen and the old New Wolverine, and that's kind of a fun um, experiment. What I really liked is that we have uh, the villain, uh, the Red Hornet, and I thought that was really really cool um and because red hornet basically is connected to the original hornet uh and i just thought this was very very cool because i don't know if it necessarily works because um i don't know if eddie mcdonough was really old enough to be an uncle to a kid this old um but uh, but I like that they're at least using the Hornet and the fact that Wolverine killed the Hornet, although I think Wolverine was wearing not his brown and gold when he, when he killed him, so that was the only thing. I'm like, eh. I mean, I'm glad they're using the character. God forbid anyone actually uses the Slinger, so I'm glad they at least used the Hornet. Um, I just don't know if... Kind of, I, it's one of those things where I'm so happy they use the character that I should probably just shut up and not complain about the fact that you know Hornets. You know he was much younger than I. I don't think he was ever really shown as having um, you know parents like this, and uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't know if it quite quite worked. But I like it, and I like the idea of it, and I like the armor, and I like the fact that they even used the, like, the Hornet logo was cool, and uh, and the fact that they, they don't even have Wolverine wearing the right costume there, that bugged me, because, you know, if you want to kind of make the continuity, massage continuity, so that Eddie McDonough can be the uncle of this kid, that's not as big a deal as, just get the costume right. Like, that's, like, it's visual reference. Like, if you're going to pull from a comic that ha- or something happened, you might as well get it right. Um anyway i i thought it was interesting i liked it again a a fun kind of done in one Uh, it doesn't need to be anything more than that sometimes and i feel like that's all i really wanted here it was just a fun enjoyable adventure before we start enemy of the state 2 and actually now that i think about it didn't enemy of the state the original one that's where he killed hornet so that's actually an interesting tie-in that i hadn't even contemplated until this exact moment um so that's pretty cool I, i again i really like this i've seen some critics online being a little sap, not savage necessarily but not the not super kind to it um but i really dug this i'm gonna give this an eight because that's my favorite review um but i think it really does deserve it uh it was quite enjoyable um and i think i've just been a big fan of only wolverine since it started and i've said before i'm not a i'm not a pre-existing laura Kinney fan but i'm really coming to love her thanks to tom taylor uh, next up is Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue number 17. This is by um, Dan Slott and a new artist. We have, uh, what is it, RB Silva. Um... It's got a very different look and definitely brings a new energy to this book that we did not previously have. Not that I don't like Cam and Coley, because I actually really like Kevin and Coley. Um, but there is a, a different, a slightly different vibe here. It still works in the same visual consistency of tone, but it adds something a little bit different. Um, I was surprised by this issue because it, it made some directions I didn't necessarily expect. Um, and I like that they kind of quote-unquote killed uh the original prowler not a huge fan of that but i mean obviously no one really dies now because everyone comes back as a clone and then we're getting some more wrinkles as to what that really means um i just like that we've i i hope that the upcoming prowler book is as interesting as this issue was because it was nice to see the prowler being very competent he makes some critical errors that laid, lead to his death but it was actually pretty cool as a lead um was interesting to me was that i was just so invested i felt very invested in hobie brown in this one issue why haven't i felt this invested in peter parker like it just it, it drives me crazy that obviously dan Slott is a great writer um so and he was able to make me really care about hobie brown with this one issue really delving into this guy uh who really i mean like you know he started out as a villain but was never that villainous and then it ended up becoming a hero but he's always kind of towed that line and it's just he makes me care about him, and yet the lead character I don't care about as much, uh, or I just haven't been as invested, and that just drives me a little bit crazy. I'm going to give the issue a 7. Um, I did enjoy it, but I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm being a little bit of a stingy asshole here, but I feel like there's something was just somewhat lacking, like... We already kind of knew that Peter Parker was going to end up going through with the procedure, so it made this feel like there was less tension, that we already knew Hobie failed in some way, or uh, it didn't quite go the way that we would have expected. I'm going to give it a 7. I'm okay with that. Uh, Next up is uh, Carnage, number 11. This remains a consistently enjoyable title. Uh, This is the start of a new storyline, What Dwells Beneath, by Jerry Conway and Mike Perkins. Uh, Perkins is, again, such a fantastic artist. He has a great... Uh, sensibility. He um, really makes it like this. Feels very cinematic. i I feel like I'm watching a movie. Um, a, a, you know, a crazy horror movie. And I feel like I've felt that way all the way through all eleven issues. Um, I enjoyed this kind of new chapter, and we're going in some new directions. And we're seeing how things go a certain way. There was a few things that didn't quite work, or I felt like the script wasn't always clear on, on exactly what was happening, but uh, for the most part, I thought this was a, a very enjoyable book. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, next up is Civil War, Choosing size number five. Uh, this is kind of a, um, a weird book in terms of it's a lot of different things. Uh, the main story, or I should say the first story, is Alpha Flight by Chip Sadarsky and Ramon Perez. Uh, I thought the art was great. The story felt a little... I like the story, but I didn't really get who it was for. I guess it's for Canadian readers because it's very much a focus on on the Canadian, you know, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. There was a big variant cover with Trudeau on the cover, and it was just kind of a weird, you know, since when? are... like I, I actually didn't really get it. Is this since when are Tony Stark and Justin Trudeau friends? And you know, they they have like a sparring match as Tony tries to work out some of the issues he's been dealing with, and it just kind of felt like an odd an odd book or an odd story. I liked it, but it was weird. And I wonder if it would play that well to American fans. I mean, I'm at least Canadian. I know who Justin Trudeau is. I know his kind of uh, reputation. I know how people look at him. And there's definitely like almost like a cult of personality when it comes to Justin Trudeau. People really seem to enjoy him. Um, it's just weird seeing such a focus here. I appreciate it because I believe ship is Canadian. Um, but it just, I don't know who it was for. Uh, then we got um, Colleen Wing by Enrique Carion and Anna, Anna Paolo, Anna Paolo Martello. Um, I like this one. I felt like there's a lot more going on. We get to see, you know, basically Misty's team of swords going up against uh, Colleen Wing. I thought this was interesting. Um, it didn't feel as connected to the whole choosing sides in the same way. Um, and then I'm going to give that probably middle of the road. And then the last story, the... Uh, the ongoing Nick Fury story it was actually very interesting to kind of see Nick Fury uh, take on this LMD of Nick Fury. Um, and, I, and I actually quite dug that portrayal. And that's by Declan Shalvey doing uh, writing and art. Um, so overall, for the entire issue, I think I'm going to give it a 7. It's not like a must-read, but it, it, was, it was enjoyable. Uh, but are there other books that maybe would be a better read? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Last but not least is Uncanny Avengers 13. Uh, This is a a Civil War II tie-in. Although, again, it doesn't feel like... I mean, it is a tie-in in in some ways more so than others because it actually features sequences from the Civil War II, which most titles don't have. It's written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Brian Stegman. I thought Stegman's art was great here. Um, Really liked uh, the whole sequence of Deadpool breaking in to see Clint Barton and him dealing with him. I thought that was really interesting and uh, to see how the characters play off each other uh, and what it could mean for the different characters. Um, a lot of the issues spent on that, but I thought it was actually really enjoyable. And uh, It's interesting that this Uncanny Avengers book uh, feels like it's, it's more and more... I felt like the first arc, I, I felt this way about a few different books recently, that the first arc, I felt this way about New Avengers, um, Uncanny Avengers, the first arc didn't quite work for me, it felt like it was, it was just kind of a jumble, and then since then I think it's really kind of figured out what it wants to be, and this issue especially, like, the fact that, uh, Ulysses is having a vision of Cable, and, like, the Son of Cyclops doesn't, doesn't belong here, he's keeping the wrong company, the fact that the team's not being very honest with each other, um, You know, the Cable's discussion with uh, Captain America was pretty interesting as well. Uh, The fact that, you know, he's heading off on his own with Rogue. And uh, not only that, they also have Sebastian Shaw, which threw me off a little bit because Sebastian Shaw, I believe, is in the most recent issue of Uncanny X-Men. I haven't finished reading it, but I believe he's there. So I feel like uh, editorial could be a little bit better there. Um, And then you also have Toad showing up, which, I mean, he's been recently in in all new Sorry, Amazing... What is it called right now? Amazing X-Men? Yeah, Amazing X-Men. He's been over there. I like that they show up. I like that Shaw and uh, Todor are here. I just... They've recently showed up in other places, in some cases as recently as, like, this week, um, that it just felt odd, or the last couple weeks. It almost just felt a little weird to be including them here. It was a cool reveal, and definitely kind of gave some credence to Ulysses' claim that, you know, Cable's, um, you know, has is making the weird company, or maybe the wrong company. Uh, I like this, though. I thought it definitely felt like it portended something big on the horizon. Uh, maybe not a lot really happened, happened, but it felt like we were putting pieces in motion, and that I really dug. So that's everything that I actually got a chance to read, only those five comics. But if we take a look at uh, the coming upcoming releases on September the 7th, uh, some of the highlights coming out include uh, new issues of Aquaman, Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, the launch of Cyborg Rebirth, uh, with John Semper Jr. as the writer, who was recently on this show, with Ever After from the pages of Fables number 1, new issue of Flintstones, Harley Quinn, Green Arrow, and, uh, Justice League, Nightwing, uh, Supergirl has its big launch, uh, Superman number 6, we, from Marvel, we've got All-New World Different Avengers 14, Daredevil 11, Doctor Strange 11, Invincible Iron Man 13, uh, Moon Knight 6, Silk 12, Spidey 10. Squadron Supreme, Star Wars Pro Dameron, and Uncanny X-Men, and from uh, I believe it's, is it Aftershock? That's releasing uh, Alters by Paul Jenkins was also recently on the show. So you should check that out. Uh, our next episode was originally going to be our Conversation with Ron Friends. That's actually likely going to be rescheduled now as something else. Got to keep up on the schedule that I thought was more uh, time-sensitive that we'll have up instead, which will probably be up in actually a day or two. That'll be episode 406. Um, 408, so coming up next week, I guess, on the oof, I think the 16th or so will be our conversation with Ron Friends uh, the week after that we'll have the conversation with Phil Um the week after that I think it's going to be a conversation with Scott Collins and the week after that is uh, I believe going to be a conversation with Terry Cavanaugh, and we might actually have Howard Mackey on the show as well. Uh, so the next uh, you know four weeks, basically, are going to be some great uh, interview episodes, so I hope you'll really enjoy those. Um, and again, if you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at com. like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to the show. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.